Welcome to the show, everybody. What do we even start with? So much. It's almost overwhelming how much stuff happened since Friday's show. Almost overwhelming how good we are at everything. History being made. Exciting times, eh? And I just bought a king cake. So that's fun. Sitting right over there. I'm a bit late on that, right? You know, usually you're supposed to have the king cake leading up to Mardi Gras day. I said, I'm waiting until the buzzer sounds. That way I can enjoy my king cake when it's not even festive anymore. I may save this king cake until June. So I'm the only one in America who can have king cake. That's just, that's a good idea on my end. That's good. Anyway, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining us. Like I said, overwhelming the amount of stuff to talk about in a uh, very big show. Today, uh, of course, we'll recap both basketball wins over Texas A&M Commerce, a huge weekend uh, for Southeastern Softball. They're off to their best start ever. Speaking of that, we've got Lexi Johnson, the uh, Southland Conference Hitter of the Week in softball. She'll join us. Awesome interview with Lexi, uh, who's who's really been a part of It's Time to Wake Up. I don't know if you guys heard that, but it's 1245 and my alarm just went off. Um, kind of been part of uh, this, this program becoming not just a good Southland Conference team, but a good mid-major team as a whole part of the 40-win team last year, and off to an awesome start this year. So an awesome interview with Lexi. And then, of course, baseball, off to a 4-0 start. So let's start with basketball because I, I, I the games probably mean more, wouldn't you say? I mean, they're conference games. It's great everybody else is doing what they're doing. But let's let's start with basketball because these games, at the end of the day, are determining where we are in the tournament. On the women's side, 66-55 over Commerce to win the sixth game in a row. Jen Pierre is becoming a, a big offensive weapon for us. She finished in double figures for the second time in three games. 13 points for Jen. We got 15 from Haley Giortano. And uh, then we got 10 from Alexis Horn. Rebounding-wise, Natalie Kelly finished with 7-6 for Sierra Cunningham, which is awesome. But overall, there was no one that really jumped off the page and, and had a huge game. We were trailing after the first quarter. And from there, we, we, uh, we won the final three quarters. We only shot 40% from the field, 31% from three. We got out-rebounded by 15, which is insane. We don't get out-rebounded ever, and then we got out-rebounded by 15. Uh, but the key was only turning the ball over five times. That was massive for us. And um, we stole the ball 13 times. Commerce didn't steal it once. Zero steals. That's cool. We're now 17-8, and 12-3 in the conference, and have a huge game coming up on Thursday. We'll preview that one 
later in the show, as well as tell you some of the scenarios for staying where we are in the Southland Conference title race. The big game on Saturday for us was the men's game because we were dead. We were dead. I had already accepted it. I had accepted my defeat. I said, this one's over. We're going to lose five in a row. And then something wonderful happened. So Commerce, uh, Alec Woodard misses a three that would have given us the lead at the end of the second half. And then let me find this gentleman's name. It really doesn't matter. He's not on our team. Uh, He misses the first free throw, so they go up, let's see, 70 to 60. It was 70 to 68 when he went to the line. He missed the first, made the second. So it's 71-68. The play that got drawn up out of the timeout, I think, is one of the shining moments for that coaching staff in their entire careers. Because it's one of the greatest out-of-bounds, end-of-game plays I've ever seen. Boogie gets a running start. And I don't know how Commerce said, ah, he'll probably just drive. I mean, that's really bad scouting on Commerce's end. Boogie's never made a three in his career. And the two doesn't help us. You know who has made a lot of threes? That Matt Strange guy. Maybe we cover him. Matt gets open in the corner. Still an impossible shot and knocked it down. When it left his hand, I I couldn't even believe that we got a shot off. And so the fact that it left his hand, I was like, it didn't even register to me that if this goes in, we go to overtime. Because I, like I said, had already accepted the defeat. It goes in. I was in a public place working. And so I was not able to uh, celebrate. I celebrated internally. And then we go to overtime. And again, I there were so many times in the overtime where it looked like, okay, here we go. Five in a row. Boogie was so good. And it's at the point now where between he and DeMarcus Sharp, those two get out of their way and let them go to work. DeMarcus Sharp at Northwestern State, for those that don't know. He hits the floater at the buzzer in overtime to give us uh, our first buzzer beater win since 2020, I believe. Those final two points give him uh, a new Southeastern career high with 24. His previous high was 22. Roger McFarlane with a double-double, 16 points and 10 boards. Brody Roberry, perfect from the field, 5-for-5 from the field, 2-for-2 from the foul stripe. He finishes with 12 points. And, um, but of course, Matt Strange, three points in the whole game. You know what the three were? They're the three that got us to overtime. So happy for this club. And hopefully it's the start of turning this around and we've got a winnable game on Thursday. We also got some help last night from Commerce beating Nichols. I'll talk about that after our interview with Lexi Johnson. Speaking of Lexi Johnson, Southeastern softball just keeps on rolling. Now nine and oh couple of scares, or really just one big scare. That was against Gardner-Webb when we won 3-2 to two 
It's the only time over the entire Mardi Gras Mambo we scored less than nine runs. It's the only time we didn't run rule somebody, actually. Because I think this game was also a run rule. Yes, it was. It's the only game we didn't run rule somebody, which is crazy. 10-0 against Manhattan College. 10-0 against Toledo. 3-2 against Gordner-Webb. 10-2 against St. Thomas. And then 9-0 against Florida A&M. Lexi Johnson wins hitter of the week in uh, game one. MC Como picks up the win, allowing uh, one hit and uh, three innings of shutout softball. We also uh, got uh, two hits from Maddie Leal that produced three runs batted in. Against Toledo, which uh, worried me because Toledo plays Power 5, or not Power 5 football, FBS football. Any school that plays FBS football, I automatically assume is good at other sports. And maybe that wasn't the right assumption. Lexi Johnson, two for two with a home run, or two for three with a home run in that game. Audrey Greeley with the home run that ended it, that run ruled Toledo in the fifth. Uh, She finishes with three runs batted in. Sarah Blanchard picks up the shutout win, allowing three hits over five innings. She is 3-0. Gardner-Webb, not a great performance offensively. The only not great performance of the season so far. But you know who was good? Who was great? Kaitlin Ladner. And it's a shame she won't get the win in this one. 15 strikeouts for Kaitlin Ladner. She only allowed uh, six hits. Two runs. The pitcher for for uh, Gardner Webb was fantastic. Ali Stidham, seven innings, allowing just two runs, only one earned. Uh, but it was in the fourth inning where we tied it back up. Cam Goodman grounded out to short. That brought home uh, Audrey Greeley, and that tied it up. And then uh, Maria Dettelier sent a sacrifice fly to left. That scored Michaela Ferguson to walk it off as we remain undefeated. And from there, St. Thomas and Florida A&M, we outscore them 19-2. MC Como picks up the win. Sarah Blanchard picks up the save. As we score five in the bottom of the sixth to run rule St. Thomas. And finally... In the 9-0 win against Florida A&M, the win goes to Leah Marshall, who has still never lost a game that she's pitched in. It's her first career win, but she's if she's appeared in a game, Southeastern's won it 5-0 in her five career games. She allows no runs over four innings, five strikeouts, and then uh, offensively, Cam Goodman perfect at the plate with three hits. Bailey Krolchek, uh, two for three with three runs batted in. So there's softball. Uh, we got uh, Indiana State on Friday. We'll we'll talk a little bit about that. Actually, let's just do that now. Let's just do that now before we uh, before we continue. Uh, because again, like I said, there's just so much going on right now. It's uh, Indiana State on Friday and Alabama on Friday. We have Alabama again on Saturday, as well as Kennesaw State, and then we close with Indiana State on Sunday. Huge opportunity 
to get to 10-0 against Indiana State, but then also beat a top 10 team in Alabama on uh, Friday and Saturday. And if we win both, I mean, who knows when we'll lose again. So huge opportunity in the Easton Bama Bash in Tuscaloosa this uh, Friday through Sunday. And then finally, Southeastern Baseball, before we get to our interview with Lexi Johnson. 4-0. Have a chance to go 5-0 tonight, if you're listening on Tuesday, tonight against Jackson State at 6 o'clock. A uh, plus 40 run differential for the Lions over Lafayette College, not located in any Lafayette. And um, so big win, uh, 15 to four, 20 to nothing, seven to five, and then 11 to four to close the weekend. Tyler Finke wins Southland Conference hitter of the week. Big Tyler Finke fans at the state of Southeastern. Everybody was fantastic. Um, just a, Just a good win. As we now look ahead to um, Jackson State, happy for happy for the boys. Happy for the boys. First four and start since twenty fourteen, I believe. As uh, yeah, first four and start since twenty fifteen. Have a chance to go five and zero for the first time since twenty twelve which would be really fun if we could do that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, not much more to say. Lafayette College is not very good, but I think Southeastern might be. Brendan Stuprich was fantastic on opening day. Career day for, for Brendan Stuprich. In that one, And, um, yeah, just, just good. Good. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. It's the seventh, eighth time the Lions have started 4-0 since becoming a Division One program in 1981. Sorry I'm losing steam there, everybody. I've been talking for, what, 15 minutes about just Things that have already happened. Let's get to something much more entertaining, huh? Lexi Johnson. Southeastern softball's Lexi Johnson joining us today. Awesome interview with Lexi. Here is our conversation with Lexi Johnson. All right, everybody. We are now very pleased to be joined by now two-time Southland Conference Hitter of the Week. It just came down. From the league office, Lexi Johnson from Southeastern Softball. Lexi, so thank you so much for for taking the time to talk with us today. No problem. Thank you for having me. Of course. So before we get into the rest of it, two-time Southland Conference Hitter of the Week, back to back, you're sweeping the awards so far. Just kind of, when do you find out? Do you find out with everybody else, or do you get to find out before everybody? Um, actually the last two times I found out, I've had teammates reach out to me, like before I even knew. And I was like, what are you talking about? You know, like I didn't even know. And then I'm like, oh, okay. Awesome. And they just reached out to me, of course, because I have the best teammates ever. And they're like, you know, congratulations on Southland hitter of the week. And I was like, oh, where'd you see that? And then they told me, and I was like, awesome. 
So. so there you go. Now you are on a tear. You've been more than deserving of, of the accolades. You've hit safely in every game so far this year, nine game hitting streak. What is, what has been uh, the key to your success at the plate so far this year? So I've just kind of changed my mindset towards the game and I just go have been going up to the plate just trying to win every pitch rather than putting so much stress on myself saying hey you've got to be the hero um, because I know if I won't be able to do it the rest of my team will. Um, we've got great athletes on our team and so I kind of just go up there I've been playing free and just taking it pitch by pitch and doing whatever I can to help my team get a win. And it's been working so far is th is this the best pitching staff that you've ever been around. I mean, it's easy to say that with the start that they've had, but Kaylin and Sarah have been phenomenal. And then you've got girls on the back end who have, who have started to, to step up as well. Uh, Leah Marshall and um, just what have you been seeing from the pitching staff that has allowed them to have so much success? Because you, you've kind of grown up with them through your years at Southeastern as well. Right. Um, they just put in a lot of hard work, whether it be at practice or their mental game or just preparing for each opponent or each opponent's best hitters. And they they practice day and day, even on their own time. So it's it's awesome as their teammates to just see them go out there and throw down. And it makes me want to throw down even more behind them. And they just have fire in their eyes and they're ready to throw strikes out there. And it's great seeing them sit people down and cheer. What is over the offseason, did you did you guys feel like you had a good team? I mean, you had the 40 win season last year, but did you think that you had a chance to be this special? I mean, no Southeastern team has ever started nine and oh, and you guys have. Did you guys had that expectation um, in the offseason or was there a point early in this season you said, OK, we may be even better than we thought we would be? So we lost a lot of big players last year. They were all fifth. Uh, fifth year seniors and even a sixth year senior so I mean there's always a little bit of worry going when you're losing key positions um, but whenever we returned back and I just seen how hard everybody was working and how everybody was so like selfless and just ready to throw down for the team it wasn't like everybody was so worried about themselves and um, we kind of just all clicked and it was like awesome whenever we went to the retreat and that's when I was like man this is going to be a great season like we all clicked we all are here chasing after the same goals and we're just keep putting in the work together and when somebody's having a bad game I knew like the moment I seen teammates coming up to me or anybody else in the dugout and they're like hey I got your back I was like oh yeah, yeah this is the team I'm ready to throw down with we're gonna win a state championship this year conference championship my bad it's so funny everybody wants to throw state championship out there you're like the third person it's just like muscle memory to, to yeah. go state championship it's yeah. easier I think we I, I I would like to see that let's get that going state tournament before maybe conference tournament we'll just get all the Louisiana teams and we'll get to have a state champion right, I, I think, go throw down there we go <laughs> I wanted to talk a little bit about the retreat because when coach Freeman first got to southeastern I was talking to him about you know, how do you build chemistry with girls that you don't know? And he, and that was the first year that he had the retreat, obviously. You being a veteran on this team, what are, like, you have to really, like, look forward to that every year to get to know some of the new players and then to just be, I guess, um, a mentor to them through, through that right. process, getting to know them uh, before the season even begins. 
So it's always a little nerve wracking going in because, you know, you have all these new players coming in and transfers. And so mm. getting to know everybody and learn their personality and learn how to play with them is always a big thing. So I feel that the retreat helps a lot because it's like you're stepping away from the softball field and you're getting to know each other on a personal level rather than just as a teammate. And so with the retreat, I've like got to learn a little bit about each person as to why they are the way they are, why they play softball, like what's their reason behind it, rather than me just showing up and us going through practice each day and just saying, hey, now I can say, hey, um, how's things going? Or yeah. talk a bit more about their personal life rather than like, hey, you want to throw today? I yeah. like, hey, you want to hang out? Let's go get dinner and catch up on life, you know, and just having the retreat and getting to know each person on a personal level, just it's helped me to create a lot of my best friends here. Um, so it's just awesome. And, you know, we do some um, biblical stuff when we go there, too, and just it helps, you know, you can't do anything without God. So having mm. to get that connection while we're on the retreat, too, just makes it all a lot more better. And it's, it's paid off so far, 9-0 and start to the year, and now you guys have this huge opportunity um, really on a national stage because people who are following college baseball are always going to follow what Alabama does every weekend, Montana Fouts and what they've built over there. You guys have that opportunity to face them. Are you are like a big softball fan? Are you a Montana Fouts fan? Like, Is that exciting to, go, to have the opportunity to go up against her this weekend? So I actually got to hit off of her last year and oh, wow. okay. everybody is always looking at them as the big dogs. And I mean, they're well-deserving as well. They put in the work I'm sure and uh, deserve everything that they've been given as far as awards and stuff too. And I mean, I don't take anything away from her. She's a good player, but I'm ready to go throw down against her. And I mean, I kept telling my team, look, it's just another pitcher. We can't go up mm -hmm. there and be defeated before we even take on the game. Um, and we gave them a good run for uh, their money last year. I mean, it was a yeah. close game up until about the fifth inning, and they ended up coming out a bit stronger. But I think we're going to come out even stronger this year. Now, it's been an interesting mix. You've had four run rule wins, but then you've had to walk off Louisiana Tech. Gardner-Webb had you guys for five innings scoreless. Um, of those two, you know, like you have to be so – proud of the fight that you guys have shown louisiana tech was a conference champion last year like i said gardner webb's pitching was fantastic against you guys what has been the key to winning those close games that you felt just staying together as a team not letting our heads get down um staying in each other's back pocket each pitch uh if kk is up there or cb or any other pitcher on the staff just being in their ear letting them know that on defense we've got their back and even if they do give up a run, we're going to come back and score it for them. And then um, moving into um, kind of your journey at Southeastern, the most important question, the one I really wanted to ask, you're a nursing major. How are you a student athlete and a nursing major? I don't know if that's ever been done at Southeastern. I've kind of gone the back way with it. So, okay, I'm actually, yeah, I'm actually in general studies right now with gotcha. Uh, a minor in athletic coaching and psychology, but I'm tasting, taking all my nursing prereqs to help it uh, balance it out a little bit. That way I'm not overloading myself and I can focus on the game a little bit more um, because, you know, softball doesn't last forever. So right. kind of went the back way. That way I can enjoy my four years of ball and then I'll focus on my career a little bit more. 
Yeah, I was because there was a girl who I went to high school with who had the opportunity to I, I think she was going to walk on, but she wound up going into nursing. She was just not going to have the time to do it. So I saw you were nursing. I'm like, I don't think anyone has ever done nursing and been a student athlete at the same time. That's crazy. What um, what what about nursing? Like, why do you want to get into that field? Honestly, I feel like, uh, you know, I feel like I was put on this earth to help help people. And that's where what I enjoy doing. I enjoy picking people up and helping them. And so I'll give the shirt off my back to anyone. So that's just felt like the field for me. And it's something that I enjoy learning about and just learning about the body and, you know, how we function and all those cool things. It's pretty awesome. 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 I've also always wanted to know in baseball, if you strike out, you get to take you know, a solid two and a half minutes to slowly walk back to the dugout and be really sad. In softball, right. you guys strike out and jog back. How do you get into that mindset? I just struck out. I need to now jog off the field. That's always blown my mind how you're able to switch gears like that so fast. It's just about having mental toughness and knowing that just because you didn't do your job doesn't mean another teammate won't. So it's just about, you know, knowing that you didn't get them this time, but next time you're going to go out there and achieve what you what you want to do to help your team. You know, it's all about to me, it's all about having the mindset that, hey, I got this the next time. Give me another at bat. If you walk off the field, it's letting the pitcher know that, you know, she she's got you defeated and you never want them to mm -hmm. be excited that you're defeated. Yeah. What is your favorite um, chant? You guys have a lot of dugout chants. Who, who's got the best one this year? Hmm, that's a tough one. I put you on the spot. Yeah. Um, I think I'm gonna have to go with Maria Detoyes. Uh, we go go Riri. That's my Riri. That's the best one. Very good, very good. I always Maddie Watson's was the old one that always was stuck in my head. So I always have to go back. That one, I don't know if anybody's been able to beat that one yet. Yeah, that one's pretty good too. We have a lot, actually. That's what I'm saying. Like do you guys have to take a whole day to come up with the chance or do they come together gradually? Or is there like one day of practice? We're not, we're not going to play catch. We're just going to focus on chance. You know, we'll talk about it here or there as locker room talk. But other than that, there's been a lot of games where we're just like, Oh no, we got to come up with a new cheer. And somebody will say <laughs> something and we're like, Oh, we got it. Here's a new cheer. I'm going to run with it. <laughs> um, if you were not playing softball, would you be playing a different sport and, and what would it be? Um, I think if I wasn't playing softball, I'd be somewhere coaching it. <laughs> gotcha. So it's always been softball for you. Um, I mean, I've played every sport growing up and I've always loved volleyball and soccer. And of course, if softball wasn't in the picture. I would love to go play college volleyball. Um, mm. But softball has always been my go-to sport and something that's been a big part of my life so and then um I saw this on TikTok a, a couple days ago so I'm gonna ask you um what player are you not giving the aux to oh man mm, I'd have to say probably Sadie Hewitt okay she has what, a, what's wrong with yeah she has a really huge accent so <laughs> yeah I wouldn't get I wouldn't give her the ox 
what is your uh what is your walk-up song and why so i have three of them but one of my favorite is get silly and it's okay. been since high school so it's kind of just something i've stuck with didn't want to change anything you know if it's not broke you don't fix it lexi and then finally i mean just to be nine and oh at this point again it's never been done before um just what do you have to say about the direction the program is moving into because even when you were being recruited, it still wasn't at this 40 win level. It was still a gradual process of coach Freeman building it into what it is now. Uh, but just, you have to be so proud to be a part of, of this thing that is truly special. Now it's always been a ton of fun. Um, but now this program is, is, is doing some special things. You have to be just so proud of that. I'm very proud of it, and it's truly a, a blessing to get to wear the green and gold, and I couldn't thank Coach Elena and Coach Freeman enough for just, you know, allowing me to come here and bring in all these people that are literally my best friends, um, but I'm very proud of us, and, you know, honestly, I think we're just getting started. We haven't even reached our highest point, so I'm excited to see where the season's going to go. Lexi Johnson, Southeastern Softball in Tuscaloosa this weekend. You guys got Indiana State, Alabama. Who else am I missing? Um, I honestly don't know the other one. Well, I'm going to find out. I'll let the people know. But, Lexi, thank you so much for the time. Congratulations on all the success. It's been so much fun to watch. Let's get some, let's get some wins this weekend, huh? We sure will. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Line up. Line up. Kennesaw State is the team that we could not think of. We will play them on Saturday. Huge thanks to Lexi Johnson. Congratulations on all her success and Southeastern softball success. I cannot wait to continue watching that team this year because they are very, very good. If you, uh, if you follow us on Twitter, you can stay up to date with their pace to 40 wins as well as baseball's. Very scientific uh, data model that we're using at the state of Southeastern. Nine down, 31 to go to get to 40 wins on the year. Again, huge thanks to Lexi Johnson for the time. Southeastern back on the diamond on Friday against Indiana State and Alabama. Now, let's wrap up the show with our preview of what's ahead before um, we talk to you again. So we'll talk again on Friday. So we'll preview everything that's happening until up until Friday. So Tuesday through Thursday. And we'll pick up where we left off with baseball. As uh, Southeastern Baseball makes the trip, their first road trip of the year to Jackson State. The uh, Tigers went 2-1 and one over their opening weekend. And Southeastern, surprisingly enough, has not won in Jackson since 2016. They have uh, lost the last two against the Tigers. And it's the first time Southeastern is facing a SWAC opponent since 2021. Went all last year without playing a SWAC team. Southeastern's one of 54 undefeated teams left! In the whole nation. 
And a little fun fact for you, Daniel Bannon of Jackson State is tied with Tyler Finke for 37th in the country and runs batted in. You can throw that out at your Southeastern baseball watch party tonight. The only way to watch this is on let's uh, is on JSU video. Let's see if it's behind a paywall. All right, here we go. There is a paywall, but I'm sure it's a reasonable amount to watch a nine-inning baseball game, right? Let's sign up real quick. Um, put in our email. And then we will create a password that I'm not sharing with you. Because then you'd be able to access all the Jackson State video and I'd be locked out. All right. So I tried to purchase access and it is telling me, oh, okay. I need to create an account. Okay. I was trying to sign in with my fictional um, JSU video password. And that wasn't going to work. All right, we are about a quarter of the way through with signing up because they don't tell you how much this is first. You have to fill out the information. I confirm my email now. All right, create account. And then I have to sign in again. I just I I just created the account. Why can't I just be signed in? Okay. $20. Actually, with the service fee, it's $20.90. If you have any interest in watching all Jackson State baseball this year for $50, you can sign up for that. Or you can buy the all-access pass for all live streams during the 2022-23 season for $75. So it looks like this will not be a game I'll be watching. So if you have any interest in watching the game, $20.90 tonight at 6 o'clock. The basketball on Thursday. Let's check that out. Against Lamar. Big-time matchups against Lamar, especially for the women. Both... Uh, Women's team, Southeastern women and Lamar women, come in on six-game win streaks. Lamar has a chance to sweep the season series against us. They gave us our first conference loss all the way back on January 7th at our place. We're going to Beaumont. This one on ESPN+. Plus. Five o'clock tip on Thursday. Like I said, Lamar has won six in a row as we'll pull up the Southland Conference women's basketball standings. I think Lamar is actually... The only team that could pass us. It, there's other teams that could, but I don't know. It, it would take a lot because we hold the season sweep over Corpus Christi and we hold the season sweep over Commerce. So we have a one game, basically a two game lead over Corpus Christi. We have a uh, two game lead, basically a three game lead over Commerce with three games left. Lamar is two games back. But if they win tomorrow and finish tied with us at the end of the year, they own the tiebreaker. And they would be the one seed in the tournament. They would uh, have the 
conference championship shared. But if we win, we own the tiebreaker over the next three teams chasing us. We are in great shape as if, if we win on Thursday at Lamar. For the men, now I've got my hopes up again. After that win over uh, Commerce, we're now 15-13 and 13 as we travel to Lamar, who I can't really figure out. And I think it's Twitter's fault because Twitter keeps telling me, oh, Lamar is such a young, fun team. Okay, that may be true. It doesn't mean they're any good. They're 8th. They're 5-10. and 10. I thought they were like 8-8. Eight and eight. No, they're 5-10. and 10. That said, I mean, they're still a good team. They can still beat us. But anyway, um, we are now tied with Nichols for third in the conference thanks to Commerce's win over the Colonels last night. The problem is Nichols owns the tiebreaker over us because of the season sweep. So we need to find a way to pass Nichols outright over these last three games uh, to move into third. Uh, with three games left, we would need Nick, uh, Northwestern State to lose out, and we would need to win out to move into the top two seeds because uh, NSU holds the sweep over us there. So we're basically fighting for a, a, a bye to the quarterfinals at this point. That's what uh, is the most attainable goal. And the only team that has a chance to knock us out of that top four is Commerce, who we have the season sweep over. So they're one game behind in the standings, but essentially two, because they'd need to pass us outright with three games left. Let's take a look at uh, the schedule on Thursday. Again, three games remaining before we head to beautiful Lake Charles, Louisiana for the Southland Conference Tournament. Uh, if it wants to pull up. All right, here we go. Thursday, February 23rd. Yeah. McNeese and Houston Christian. I'll take McNeese. Uh, Nichols and UNO. Anyone who's playing Nichols wins. New Orleans will win. Southeastern and Lamar. We already talked about that. Commerce and Corpus Christi will be a really good game. Um, I'll take Commerce. Why not? A little fun. And the Northwestern State got one of the craziest wins I've ever seen on Saturday against UNO. They got a shot up with four-tenths of a second left and one against New Orleans. And that was a huge win for them. To the men's side. Uh, Southeastern and Lamar, obviously. McNeese and Houston Christian. McNeese finally had their winning streak snapped so I can stop pretending they're any good. They got destroyed by an actually good team in Corpus Christi to end their three-game win streak. Houston Christian is at home. I will take the Huskies. Nichols and New Orleans. New Orleans got that massive upset over Northwestern State that nobody saw coming. That said, I think Nichols is better. I'll take Nichols. Commerce and Corpus Christi will be a lot of fun. I'll take the home team. And then Northwestern State needs to bounce back against UIW. I think they will. Another huge thanks to Lexi Johnson. Huge thanks to everyone who supports the show. Can't thank you guys enough. Um, yeah, awesome weekend and looking forward to a good week before we uh, see you on Friday. Make sure to uh, follow.
follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the state of SLU. We're also on Facebook at the state of SLU. And we've got our website. You'll have uh, for just $5 a month, you'll have full access to a ton of fun facts I research, ton of game notes. I spend a lot of time researching just things that I think are fun. Um, and, and then you'll have that knowledge. We also are uh, doing uh, spotlight pieces on the athletes we interview and then spotlight pieces on the players who have earned scholarship offers or committed to the school. So a lot of cool stuff over on the website, the state of SLU.com. You'll have full access to everything on it for just $5 a month. We'll see you on Friday, everybody. Again, thank you so much for supporting the show. And we'll see you on Saturday Eve. It's lying up over everything. This is the state of Southeastern.